The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. All right, Pharrell on the bench with Carver High on a Tuesday night, late night, hour two here. The Islanders and Nickelodeon are going to be teaming up for the second screen experience. The move is designed to engage children and families with the incorporation of Nickelodeon shows and characters into the team's home ice experience digital entertainment platform. The Islanders' second screen platform, as well as their social and digital channels, will feature Nickelodeon-themed content such as trivia, polls, videos, games, celebration graphics. Content will feature uh, characters like SpongeBob, and um you know rugrats uh the move follows cbs remember when they did the nickelodeon uh experience during the playoffs or whatever it was this year and uh the wildly well-received whole game broadcast for the children's network when they did the game uh so the islanders are following them and doing that i know you're excited about it uh carver high just what you need when you go to the new islanders arena is to uh, be at the game, and suddenly you're sitting next to SpongeBob at the game. Yeah, um, whatever. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't really care. Uh, win games like tonight. That's all that I really care about. You want to go do all this other stuff? Uh, have a blast. Just go do it. As long as they win, that's all that matters to you. That's it. Like I, I don't really care about their their little uh, the children's episode or whatever it is that they're gonna do. I don't care as long as they win. Um, you know, they can, they can dance the holly gully for all I care. Just, just a little, uh, you know, little Ray Lewis and little Willie aren't going to have, uh, any, you know, fun at the game with the Nickelodeon characters. You're just not even bringing the kids to the game. It's a man's world. You gotta, it's Carver high goes with his buddies or his cousin. What's your cousin's name again? Sean, Sean and Carver high go down to the barn and watch the hockey game. No kids can't interrupt the game. I've taken Olivia to the Islander game before. She's gone to one or two games. It was a disaster, but she's gone. She can't, she can't sit there and watch the game. Yeah, I mean, one game I took her to, and, and this was, geez, uh, you know, a year and a half ago, so she was still pretty young. I mean, we made it a period and a half. I had to leave. You know, just she wasn't sitting in the seats. She had, you know, she was tired, cranky. Just you had to go. Just well, wasn't ready won. for it yet. Wasn't ready. Well, she want, when she got there, she got her chicken fingers, she got her ice cream, she got all the stuff she wanted, watched five minutes of the game, and then it was time to go. Yeah, then she just said, had enough. Yeah, that's it. And how livid were you? I mean, look, it is what it is. I was home in time to watch the third period. It was like an expensive afternoon. Night, uh, expensive like an, night like, at the old barn. Yeah, to, it was like an <laughs> afternoon, after. like like holiday game. It was like a Columbus day, one o'clock start. You know, it was one of those. God, I would lose it. I don't know what but I would she do. Thought it was cool. She thought it was cool with the NFL game, that, that playoff game, like the uh, bear saints when they did the Nickelodeon thing. I, uh, she thought it was funny because she knew some of the characters, you know, 
And then the slime and everything. Well, that's yeah, what they're going to do in the Islander games. She thought the slime when the, when the touchdowns happened was cool. That's what they're going to do at the games now. I have a feeling you'll go to a game, and soon enough, Carver High will be slimed at the game. If it gets me back to going to games again, sure. Brock Nelson scored with just under seven minutes left. Varlamov, 29 saves. The Islanders beat the Capitals 1-0 tonight at the barn. Uh, we welcome our radio affiliate Sirius XM, Channel 204, Mightier 1090 in San Diego and all of Southern California. Sports Map Radio, Sports Byline, USA Armed Forces Radio all over the world. Hoorah, soldier, hoorah. It's Pharrell on a bench with Carver High. Big win tonight for your Islanders over the Capitals. Had to be a great game, one nothing. Uh, a battle all night. Did you watch it? I, I could only take so much of the Penguins bending over at the hands of the Rangers when it was three to nothing or whatever the hell it was. I gave up. Yeah, I saw most of the second and third period. Uh, it played really well. Honestly, the kid Vanishek, uh, the goalie for the Caps, he was outstanding tonight. I think the Islanders had like forty plus shots on goal, which they never do. Uh, they hit about sixteen posts as well. But um, listen, tight game. Playoff style type of game, and the Islanders get a late third period goal. Volumov was outstanding, and now they move back into a tie for first with the Caps. Uh, yeah, it was not. I saw all the Ranger fans tweeting about the Penguin game. They get all excited, you know, once every six weeks when they actually do something. I guess tonight was that night for them. Yeah. I cannot believe that um, the Blue Jackets beat the Lightning. What is happening to the Lightning lately? Honestly. This is this is kind of what I thought would happen to them a little bit this year. After winning in the bubble, finally winning the cup, they played all the way into late September. I thought at some point this year they were going to hit a little bit of a wall. It's just so much hockey. You didn't get the normal off season. I, I just didn't think that that's why I, I don't think that they might win it again this year. Because it's just a lot of hockey over a 12-month span for them to win the cup twice. And now they're showing a little bit of uh, losing some steam here uh, in the middle of the season. The Ducks lead the Sharks 1-0 in the uh, first. Late in the first, the Ducks winning in uh, San Jose. That was my top play. My number two play was the Blackhawks. They doubled up the Stars 4-2 in Chicago tonight as Patty Kane with a two-point night. The goal and an assist for the Kaner. Uh, there you go. Kubelik also had a big game. Ch- Chicago. Predators win. They won in Detroit in a shootout, 3-2. Canes, 5-2 over the Panthers. Bruins, 4-2 over the Flyers. And the Devils lost to the Sabres. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts— to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. 
starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. All right, for all on a bench. So, uh, did you see that uh, the Laker game? There was like a fight tonight or something that broke out. It really didn't. uh, Yeah, it didn't like turn into much, but uh, they won. The Lakers won uh, by nine, so they covered. They won. Remember, they were laying one, and then the Raptors won by nine. That's it. Yeah, that was it. They they were up like forty at one point. Right. But they had a fight, so Montrez Harrell and uh, OG Ananobi were ejected with two minutes left in the first after Schroeder uh, fouled Ananobi's lab attempt. Several players, including Harrell, were involved in an altercation after Schroeder and Ananobi squared off. It, it, it really didn't happen that way. What happened was is that Ananobi, like uh, Schroeder was going down hard on the ground and like as he was falling down, it seemed like to me that Ananobi, like, and, and I only saw it once, so I could be wrong, but it seemed like he caught him, right? And, like, before he was going to smack himself on the ground, he caught him, and, like, it was very awkward, right? So when he caught him, he had him in, like, a position, like, it was like he was an animal. Like, he looked like he was carrying a dog or something. And he he, he caught him by his waist, right? Right. And I think what happened was like Schroeder thought he was starting up with him, but he wasn't. He was like, he was like trying to catch him from getting hurt. Right. It was like an awkward thing. He was falling down or flying through the air or whatever. And he, and he grabbed him and kept him from, you know, smashing into a million pieces like a car wreck. That that's what I saw. And then, then oh, he like tried it. to help him. He even tried to like explain it to him. He's like, bro, look, I was just trying to catch you. And Schroeder was having none of it. And Schroeder went nuts. And he's a skinny dude that no one's afraid of, right? Like Schroeder gets snapped like a pretzel by some of these dudes. But he got out of there. He was like the guy that started it all up and then squirmed his way out, right? The guy that starts the fight, but he's the last one to actually be in the middle of it throwing hands. So here comes uh, Harold and Ananobi going at it, and they never really got in a fight at all. They just ejected them. They're like, "You're out, you're out, go, boom!" Like gambling, Kenny. How Palm can out. you possibly expect woo, to be the world champion with a body like that? Them teeny weeny arms and those skinny weeny legs. And that ooh, so turkey looking neck. <laughs> what are you gonna do, turkey neck? So anyway, at the end of the day, uh, Lowry did not play. Van Vliet did not play. Uh, Watson, whoever that is, missed the seventh game due to COVID. <laughs> whoever that is, what the whole team was out, right? Uh, Drummond unable to play uh, has missed four games with his toe. Drummond's still walking around with that with uh, after getting his foot stepped on. He still hasn't yeah. played since that. I mean, honestly, like, no. well, I mean, how you got to be joking me. He still hasn't played from his foot so, being stepped on. And I, I kid you not. And I'm not even trying to, to blow smoke. I, I met the gym one day 
and I drop a 25. You remember when I broke my toe? <laughs> I, I dropped a 25-pound weight off the rack straight down on my third toe and shattered it. Literally, it turned black within an hour. My toe was completely black. I'm not talking black and blue. I'm talking black. And it was like deep purple black type. Like, I mean, blood. Like, you know, that, that dirty, bloody look. And uh, it was paralyzed. It hurt so bad. I couldn't even scream. It hurt so bad. I was crippled. I was on the ground in agony. Sure enough, I try to be cool so no one notices. <laughs> I've broken my toe by dropping a weight on it. And I'm like looking around trying to be cool. Meanwhile, I was like, <laughs> like the three stooges. <laughs> but then uh, I had a game that night, Carver High. I had a like a playoff game that night and, at like seven o'clock. And I, I called my guy killer. I said, I broke my toe today. And he's like, tape it up. Let's go. Wussy. And then I played with it. I was running like a duck with a broken toe. But your boy, Drummond, I played, I played like 42 minutes. I had like 20. Nine boards. Two technicals. Ejected from the game. Played with a broken toe. Drunk. Uh, your boy, your boy, your boy has someone step on his toe. He's out a month. He's seven foot tall, 300 pounds. Honestly, uh, now you heard the story that his toe, his toenail tore off, right? So like the whole toenail's gone. He's just got flesh for fantasy. Uh, He's running right like raw dog toe jam, fresh raw toe jam. And he's got, he's not playing. He just doesn't apparently have the stones to play with it. Now, I don't know about you, but I would have taped that mother Pharrell up with like 15 rolls. I would have been like, whoop, 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 like an amusement park ride going around my toe with tape. And I would have played with it. That's what I did. I literally took uh, the white athletic tape and I cut it in half and I, I made my toe so stiff with tape that I, cause it was broken and it was broken and I taped it up and I played with it and I swear to God, I played with it that way for like a month. This thing wouldn't heal. I swear to God, like five years later, I can't move the toe still. It's like paralyzed. I have no toe movement. So when you can curl your toes, I can't do that anymore. From playing basketball, dropping a weight on my foot and playing basketball. This guy can't play. He's he's missed all these games with a uh, with his toenail ripped off. Like honestly, Carver High. I mean, is this the? He's got to be the wuss club of the month. Do we have a wuss club of the month? I think we do. We used to. Somebody's got to be a wussy here, and it's got to be him with the toe jam. He's out a month. Not out a month, but he's missed four games. That's like. Uh, he's missed a whole week of games, right? A slew of games over a, like about a seven to 10 day period. But he came there and he played one game. He got hurt. He's never played since. Who's the worst? Tell me who the worst is. Because tomorrow I hear Durant's coming back. It's, he's got to be the worst, Durant. with his. He missed like 23 games, 24 games. Is he not the worst poser? Or is it Kyrie Irving for taking week well, vacations once a month? Or yeah, is it your boy Drummond? Kyrie's the worst because he's not actually hurt. He just leaves, you know. He just he just leaves, and that that's probably worse. The Drummond thing with the toe is bad. Like honestly, bro, like you got to be kidding me. 
you just didn't play for like two months. You get your toe stepped on and now you disappear. I I don't know. Like, look, I, I'm sure it's painful. I mean, a guy's he's a big dude. He's probably got a big toe. I understand it, but you know, come on. Studio, looking at a guy out here hollering my name when last year I spent more money on spilt liquor, spilt liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. <laughs> Think about it. What guy do you know in the NHL that would miss a game with a toenail ripped off? Honestly, is there one guy? There's not one guy in the whole league that would miss Nobody. a game with a toe, would, broken they toe. Would, they play with a broken still, toe. They'd still put the skate on. They would still 100% put the skate on. They'd play with the broken toe. Guys in the NHL play with broken ankles. They've been hitting the puck with ankles, right? They're out there playing with their ankle all taped up. And they can barely get the boot on. You know it's true. But these basketball players, man, are they something else. They miss more time. You know Harden's going to be out 10 days now with this latest hammy strain. Your boy. Meanwhile, he's the most exciting player I've watched. And now I can't watch him. But allegedly, uh, Durant's back tomorrow night with Kyrie. We'll see if Kyrie shows up at the arena for the game. It's Pharrell on a bench. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. So, Carver, how you saw the uh, video? Of the fight, and you saw uh, the same thing I saw, right? That your boy, Schroeder, was like the uh, instigator, but then he ran like a bee and hid under the bed. Yeah, I did watch the video during the break, and yes, Schroeder was completely involved in the start of that. And then as soon as everybody came on the court and got together, he was absolutely nowhere near anything that was going on. You couldn't even find the dude. Uh, He just disappeared. Did you think that Ananubi was trying to catch him from I don't like, know. Crashing? I think I think he initially was trying to catch him and then Schroeder probably like said something to him and that's when he was just like, Well, screw this guy and then just dumped him. You know, flipped him over and dumped him. He probably so he was trying I to mean, help him and then he dropped him. He probably said something to him like, Get off me, man, and then and then he probably just flipped him over and just dumped him then. You don't want my help? Then he gave, him the, then he gave him the business. Yeah, exactly. I think Ananubi would have beaten Schroeder's ass. Oh, oh, no question. 
I think he would have beat Harrell's ass too. Uh, I don't know about that. I think Harrell would have taken care of him. I'm going to go Harrell there. He's a dog. That guy will come in. He flew in there. He's like, I'm not having this. He really did. So uh, there you have it. I mean, I wanted to ask you about Tatis because I think, you know, he's been put on the IL, right? And with that, it's basically a labrum, right? And I think that he's, you know, they're he's going to sit for 10 days and they're going to reevaluate, right? I think what they're going to reevaluate is they're going to cut it. That's what I think. Yeah. He's got a labrum tear and he's going to have to have it fixed. And that's just all there is to it. At some point, all this other BS is going to go away and they're going to cut it. Don't you think? Do you think there's any chance? We're not even 10 games into the season. And this guy's uh, getting put on the IL because his shoulder's all tore up. It's not even his uh, throwing shoulder. It's the other one, but it affects him when he's at the plate and everything else. And now he can't play. And Carver High, you have to think the next thing will be surgery. I don't care what anybody thinks. I mean, that's uh, it, to me, it's inevitable. No, uh, you're right. At some point, he's going to have to get this taken care of. Now, I know he wanted to be a hero. Uh, Preller tried to make it out like, Oh, you know, he wanted to play tonight. Yeah, well, sure. That that's not happening. Um, so they did put him on the IR, IL, whatever the hell they call it now. And you'll see him in a couple of weeks, I guess. If he it's was the DL. smart, you are DL. Well, now they call it the I. The uh, no, but the it's IL. the DL. <laughs> right, the DL. They but, changed um, everything, but it's the DL. Changed changed everything. But no, I, I think he's going to eventually have to get that shoulder done. Now he's going to probably try to tough it out through but you remember this isn't the middle of august and he's got you know two months to go uh to finish the season it's the first week of the season right six months to go like he's got to go the whole way here so that's going to be very hard for him to do uh with the injury he just keeps hurting that shoulder just keeps happening to him well don't you think if he if he sits for 10 days and comes back i bet he i bet he won't last a week when he starts playing again, it's going to yeah. re-aggravate. That's all there is to it. It's not something that – it's not a hamstring. It's his labrum, which is in your shoulder, which is – his entire world is torquing and cranking the, his abs and shoulders and throwing and running and uh, crossing over his body, diving, sliding <laughs> – what doesn't he do? He's like, you know, the he's the biggest deal in baseball right now, right, as a shortstop? Is he not? And then bottom line is he's all kinds of tore up. Did you see him the other night, like, laying at the plate or whatever he was all injured? Did you see him? I mean, my yeah. God. What do you, what do you need to know? up in a heap. He just right? like, crumpled I mean, up in a heap. What is all this talk about? I, I saw it today. I mean, I'm just what do I know? I'm not there, right? But uh, we're on the air there. And all I know is I watch all their games and, and keep an eye on things. All I know is um, it's simple. I've had it. I, I, I tore my labrum and my rotator cuff, and that was it. It was like, you know, surgery. Boom, you lose. It was, it was nine months. The labrum is not as bad as the rotator cuff, right? Like, so the labrum can be fixed. And then, you know, at some point he'll come back. I think it's like, I could be wrong because I'm wrong 30 times a day, but I, it could be like, you know, three months, Garver High. 
Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's no joke. We'll have to ask Dr. Uh, Shivago Chow, your boy, Shivago, about the labrum tear. Even the slightest labrum tear. You know what it does? Like, if you're sleeping on your shoulders, your labrum, <laughs> you will wake up. <laughs> In the middle of the night, and you will say, I cannot sleep on that side anymore. And you will tell your brain that you're not going back to that same spot. Because when that biting labrum tear wakes you up in the middle of the night, it means business. And uh, you got to get it fixed. Remember, do you remember there was a player? Uh, who was it? Uh, you, you might remember. I can't remember. I have early for Alzheimer's. Do you remember in the NFL, there was a guy, and we were like, uh, we were on the air and, and we were saying, you know, he says he's going to play with it. And I was like, nobody plays with a torn oh, labrum. That was, that was Raiders wide receiver Tyrell Ra Williams. Yeah, yeah Tyrell like, Williams. Ty great call by you. It was Tyrell Williams. Great call by you. I remember it now. Uh, thank God for you. But the reality was season. I remembered we, but we had that conversation on the air. I was like, yeah, he says he's going to play, play the season with it, do it after the season. And I was like, no, you aren't. It's simple. You cannot play football and baseball or hockey with a or basketball. Even you cannot play uh, in the NBA, in my opinion, an entire season with a torn labrum. <laughs> that's just that's just all there is to it. You morons. Yeah, I'll ask Doctor Shivago uh, on Friday when we talk to him at some point, right? And I'll ask him, and he'll have to just spit it out. What do you think, Carver Hyde? Do you think he's going to get it cut and have it operated on? Yes, I think that he eventually will have to get some kind of a surgery done. I think that he's going to try to play through it this year. But you know what happens when you try to play through that for six months? By, the time, worse. You hit, by the time you hit August, not only does he get worse, but by the time he gets to August and September, he's going to be useless. As in, he's not going to yeah. be as effective He's not going to be the type of player that gets paid $340 million because he's been playing four months with a bum shoulder. He's not going right. to be the same. He's going to be going through the motions all banged up. <laughs> all I need is some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. I think that if he went to, uh, you know, the beach and smoked a fatty and, uh, and you know, went surfing with chicks in bikinis, I think that he would recover quicker, and um, he'd be happy. I'm so you know, he's, got, he's got all that money. He's got all that fame. He can get any chick he wants. I don't even know his status. He might be have a girlfriend or a wife. I don't even know. What do uh, I? Know? He better not. He better not have a wife at that age. I mean, you're <laughs> young. You got all that swinging coin. a mess. If you have a wife, you're, no, 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 no. This is like what Mahomes is doing wrong. Like you, you, you gotta be kidding me here. You're young. You got hundreds of millions of dollars coming your way. You're in your early 20s. You can't be settling down with anybody. You got to make it happen. You got to get on the move. Like, honestly, like, you, you got to be kidding me here. Shacking up. Like, you, you can't have it. Listen, you, <laughs> you got to get you wanna so wait. much tail. You want to know, you wanna know when, you, when you shack up? In the back half of that contract. You got yourself a little 13-year deal? In the last five years, you shack up. Because the first seven, you spend that money. All right, that's what you're doing the first seven years of that contract. And guess what? It only gets split one way. All right, you ain't sharing. Now Mahomes, he got the he's got you know the wife, he's got a new kid and a now. Baby, all that money, forget it. He's done. He's a family man now, and he's 25, 26 years, whatever. He's 24 years old. 
Yeah, we uh, saw him in Vegas. Uh, he didn't look like a family man in Vegas. <laughs> That's all I know. I, we seen him at the fights. You remember? Yeah. So, and he rolls with Kelsey when he goes. There you go. We've seen him. Uh, he certainly got people chasing him. I'll say that much for him. <laughs> he was uh, the center of attention, let's just say. But whatever. Like, have at it. But he's all married with a kid now. Like, oh, my God, his life's over. <laughs> now it's just all football and bringing it home, right? I mean, you're right. It's just misery. But if I'm uh, if I'm anyone else and I got that kind yeah, of Tatis, Machado, tatis, I think. I mean, it's I think chicks, Machado's it's married. Chicks, stacks, everything. When you got, I mean, you got that. That's all. That's what you got going on on a nightly basis. Instead, Mahomes got to go home now. Uh, you know, to the wife and kids uh, at twenty four years old, twenty five years she's, old. Just she's hot out. though. I understand hot, that. She's but got the whip. It. Done the whip. But your boy Tatis, he could have like twenty lovers. You know what I mean? You gotta I stretch that, it out. I mean, stretch. If it I was out. him, I'd, I'd have. How many lovers do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not asking him to I'd go all. I'm not asking him to go all Paul Pierce on Instagram or anything like that. Like, I'm not asking him to do that. But like, you know, make it happen. Legitimate hotties, just legitimate <laughs> hotties. Make it happen a little. <laughs> Finish him, Johnny. Tatis, you got to go get it with that sore labrum, son. Tell those girls you can't slow dance. Your, your labrum hurts. I wish I had that money. He could give it to us, the money, Carver. I will we'll take care of it for him. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Terrell on the bench with Carver High. Did you see the uh, the latest uh, spin meter on Deshaun Watson accusers? <laughs> is uh, uh, It's just spinning out of control. He's got so many now. Whatever it is, 22. I can't keep track of all well, the numbers. But but how about the two chicks that, like, yep. I saw one of them testify, right? Like, I saw this or whatever. She did an interview or whatever. She basically uh, gave her testimony in in essence of of uh this guy creeped her out and she has uh nightmares about it she can't work uh she can't be a masseur anymore she uh, when she tried to work her she gets the shakes she breaks down she starts crying she starts losing it it's uh traumatized her life she's uh, a wreck 
a complete wreck. And I'm sitting there going, wow. I'm like, what, what possibly happened in that uh, massage uh, table? Honestly, I don't care where it was. Uh, you start hearing people talking about, I mean, she was freaking out. Did you see her, Carver High? Yeah, and honestly, this is where this case and this whole story and all this, I think it's going to take a little bit of a different turn because I think that before you finally saw some of these accusers actually speak, there was like this level of what's going on here. This story's kind of crazy, and there's like 20-plus women who are accusing him, and he's got a bunch of women who vouch for him. I think, Scotty, when you actually get like the real-life you know, firsthand account and you actually see the person and the pain in their eyes and all that, like it changes things. And this is just going to completely go even further downhill for him starting now. Now that you have, I mean, he's you know, turning alleged, into wine. He's right, turning into yeah. Weinstein. Like he's drowning in this. You have alleged victims now that the general public sees them on their television talking about what this guy allegedly has done to them. It changes the dynamic where people really be like, wow, this guy is an absolute D. You know, I, I mean, this is it's just going to change the story, I feel. Here's a here's a woman called Watson, a, a predator with power in a letter. Uh, another another uh, person on in the litany that are filing the civil suits against him says he's, uh, quote, uh, meticulously uh, designed a facade to keep his victims second guessing themselves, end quote. Um. I mean, they've gone public, every boundary from professional and therapeutic to sexual and degrading you crossed in her letter to Watson. Um, I, I replay the incident over and over in my head as if I'm trying to wake up from a nightmare, only that nightmare is real. I blame myself at times, which is insane. My hands shake when I place them on a client. I have to cut the session short if you only knew how heartbreaking this is for me. She's had to leave the business. Um, anyway, and then the whole time you got Rusty Harden going off defending him where it's gotten, I think he's losing ground. I mean, at some level, you know, this stuff is unbelievable. Uh, this one woman said she found it, uh, peculiar that an NFL player would uh, request a massage from her because she didn't have a pre-existing working relationship with Watson or another Texans player. Uh, they set up a massage for March of 2020. This is around uh, COVID time. Um, talking about Watson was naked on the table, a small towel he had covering his uh, home plate region. He instructed her to focus on uh, massaging his uh, satchel page area uh, and specifically, quote, kept trying to direct her to his package, end quote. Oh, heavens to Betsy. This is unbelievable, Carver High, this type of behavior. Alleged behavior. Awful. Just awful. I mean, what are you going to do? Alleged. You're right. Alleged you're right behavior. about one. You're you're right about one thing. Now they're on on TV. Everyone can see them talking bad about him. Before it was just some lawyer said it. Right. It just changes the way that people who maybe don't know a lot about the case. Now they see an actual alleged victim, and they feel for them, and they all that they think now is that Watson is a D. You know, that's just pretty much all, all that it comes down to. What do you think is going to happen to him? 
I don't think he's going to play football this year. You think he's got too many uh, problems. Do you see all of this getting resolved by September? I mean, five months from now, is this all going to be resolved? I mean, unless I don't he know. pays everybody off, unless he pays well, them all off. Well, it how seems it like resolved? it's gained steam. You know, like it's every day you hear about it. So at some point or another, they have to get in there and start uh, arguing about it, don't they? And eventually, you know who else is going to get involved? The NFL. Ah, uh, NFL. And what happened? And they'll put him on that. A rider vector. A rider yeah. Romeo whiskey Velveeta. They're going to put Robert. him on that restricted list Robert. or whatever that list is. Oh, yeah. The exempt he ain't list. Football. He ain't playing football. Exempt. He's going to get his wish. He didn't want to play for the Texans this year. He, he ain't going to be playing for anybody. How about when they, you know, they'll, uh, they'll give the business to the guy smoking weed or whatever else. But then they'll what? They're going to let some uh, guy that's got 22 allegations of sexual assault play football? <laughs> we have to let the case play out. We can't uh, judge him as guilty of anything until the entire operation has been played out. You know that's what they're doing, right? No doubt. I think it's going to actually uh, pick up steam, you know what I mean? And like... Uh, happen like it's gonna evolve and it's gonna come together they're gonna end up you know in court i mean at some point he's saying everything that the other guy busby's saying is a lie the rusty Hart, the defense lawyer he's saying it's all a lie nothing ever happened none of it ever happened he he claims there's no non-disclosures anything he just he did nothing wrong ever the other guy's saying he's got 22 women that said he's a predator and uh at some point they gotta prove it right i mean you can't just say it, and you got to prove it. So, if you got twenty-two women that are going to go testify against him, uh, a jury might be very swayed by that. I would think, wouldn't you, Carver? I that a jury would be affected by that many women coming onto the stand and saying he did it. I mean, at some point, you know, I thought after three or four of them, you're doomed. Uh, I mean, what do you think? I think of twenty-two plus. Yeah. No, it's the this is this has the potential to snowball into an even bigger situation for him. Uh, this is gonna this ain't getting resolved by NFL season. He's got a lot of trouble coming his way. And like I said, unless he pays everybody off. Yeah. What do you think will happen with uh, Barkley? Uh, that I saw his did I sent you his you know rehab like he was doing the. Uh, against the grain running and he was you know the rubber band resistance running and all that business he was training and then i hear he's training with danny dimes as well like in zona right so do you believe that he must be like close to ready to go if he's doing all this hard you know crazy physical resistance training and he's training with danny dimes daniel jones and a couple other guys then he must be doing a lot better and he must be close yeah, no, and he should be on track. I mean, he got hurt early in the season. It was week two against the Bears when Barkley got hurt. So full year would be the start of the next season. These guys now from that injury, they're coming back faster and faster. He should be ready to go. Gonna be a pretty big year for him. Especially, you know, he's I, I think he's really gotta he he's gotta have a strong year if he wants all that would money you give that him, you're talking about. Yeah, but would you give him all that money? 
I, I'm kind of now in the camp of you don't need to give running backs uh, big money. You, you just you just right. don't need to do it. Because they're so do you believe that they're almost literally a dime a dozen, or you think it's you know you could have a you could have a good one or a decent one for a reasonable price. You don't need to go out and uh, draft one and give them an enormous contract, especially a guy that blows out his knee. Like just because he can train with a rubber band around his body doesn't mean he can take a hit with those knees. Yeah, I, I think that the way to handle running backs are now is you're looking to draft. Quality running backs, uh, you know, in the second through fourth round, have them for their, you know, first four or five years in the league. And if they become so big where they want to get paid, you trade them for assets and find another one in the draft the next year. That's how I would handle running back. Obviously, there's a few who are special and they're different than the rest. Like Henry brings something that nobody else brings. Like Henry is a right. machine. But how long will that last? When when does it you know how he as much of a monster as that dude is, how long does it last? I mean, they gave Zeke money. What did Zeke do this year? Did Zeke do anything? He did nothing. You know he what? was awful. But that guy, I got to tell you, I've never seen anyone really in a while work out like the way that guy works out. Like, I mean, this guy's doing some serious work in the weight room, like, and doing some like crazy training stuff, like. Stuff that you can't even fathom doing, your body would crumble like a like a pretzel. It would crumble to the ground and you'd blow away like dust. But this guy's doing this radical stuff in the gym, just completely crazy everyday radical workouts of you know resistance, all this other stuff, weights, hardcore weights, balance, um, you know, whatever, uh, Pilates stuff, and you know you know, where they do planks for hours and hanging in the air on, on bags and, and by their elbows with their legs lifted in the air. I mean, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. And with giant weights strapped to his body, I mean, a guy's an animal. He's an animal. And I don't see these other guys doing it. Now, maybe I just don't see videos or, or whatever or footage of these guys grinding like that in the weight room. But this guy seems like he's in there sleeping. Like he gets up in the morning and he, it's like he's doing two, three a days at the weight room. I mean, this guy's, he's a savage. So I think it's going to continue as long as he, you know, treats his body the way he's doing it. Like he works out like a fiend and trains like he's a, he's a specimen. And it's crazy. I don't know. Maybe it's because he just shows it and none of these other guys show it. But for a big time back that everybody knows he got that money now and he wants to prove that he's durable and that he can take it and pound it and keep stepping on people and running over people and scoring touchdowns and having big games. It seems like he's obsessed with that. And if he's working out like this, he might very well keep doing it. He might be one of the special ones. Uh, all these other guys seem to be fading. I'll agree with you on Elliot. Like, I thought he faded bad. Didn't you? Like, he really, like, he just right. didn't matter. Well, the majority of guys that have gotten the big money at that position recently do eventually fade fast. Gurley, Elliot. You know, I mean, it, it, it happens quickly. You don't think uh, that Henry can do it? Like, uh, long Sure he can. Listen, I, I think that Henry, Henry obviously is a different type of player. I mean... Kamara and McCaffrey both are different kind of players who just got a lot of money. They catch a lot of passes out of the backfield. They're a little bit more shifty. 
It's tough. It's very tough with the running backs, giving them a lot of money. But Barkley's got to prove he's healthy. That's his main thing right now for this year. So, uh, Associate AD Sharon Lewis filing a $50 million Title IX lawsuit against uh, LSU, their school board, law firm, and former coach Les Miles. Lawsuits down in Baton Rouge. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. see uh that there was earthquakes i was talking about them uh wasn't i on coast to coast or whatever they had like maybe it was i don't know uh my boy sizzle was saying that they had like like multiple uh earthquakes at like four in the morning five in the morning or something in lipstick city nothing major they were like twos and i think threes four like was a maximum one but they showed people like it worked shaking like the news anchors in the morning shows they were they were shaking Shake it. That's crazy. I used to, when I lived out there, I felt those all the time, too. (sighs) I mean, what are you going to do? Carver, hi, you all right over there? I'm I'm really worried about you. No, I got something went down the wrong pipe. Yeah, I got a lot going on here. Young Chopper choked on something tonight, too. Uh, I thought she was having <laughs> I hope your mic's on so that people can hear you suffering. Because no, of it's course a... it's not. Of course I love well, it. I think, he's, I, well, I, think he's, I think you should have left it open so they could have <laughs> understood your suffering. Turn it on. Oh, jeez. All right, I'm all right. <laughs> Dodgers lead the A's uh, four to one in the bottom of the eighth. The A's are still winless, right? Diamondbacks five four on the Rockies at course. Top eight runners on first and second. White Sox lead the Mariners five three in the fifth. Uh, in the sixth, Giants and Padres one one at uh, Petco. And then uh, the Ducks lead the Sharks three to one in the second with uh, about five minutes left in the second. Bucks are up six on the Warriors. Giannis did not play back spasm, something like that. Clippers up 105.96 on the Blazers. That has 10 minutes left in it. Uh, 25 seconds left in the third in that Bucks game against the Warriors in the city by the Bay. See you tomorrow at 4 on Coast to Coast for Carver High and for Elginite. 
You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.